these three things. Be yourself, know yourself, accept yourself. And I, you know, I thought about that. And I think if you do those three things, you'll be successful. That's, that's, that's a, something anybody can live by. Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast. An audio experience where we don't just talk about it. We live it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast. My name is Andrew Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Matthew Taiki. Man, this episode, it happened a little while ago, just being transparent with our audience right now. Yeah. Um, but it was honestly probably by far one of the most exciting that we've done. Mm-hmm. We're two small-town boys <laughs> <laughs> from Round Rock, and so this was a big get for us. Tell the audience who we had. We had the mayor of Round Rock, Craig Morgan. Yeah. And it was really exciting. We've never, well, we had a past mayor. We never had an active sitting mayor. Right. So that was cool. And uh, it was interesting. Like, you had to kind of think about, like, you know, is there some politics here that you can't get into? Sure. And, you know, because that was the first time doing it. But super cool guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems like someone that we could just hang out with. And Yeah. Yeah, he seemed super genuine, seemed like a good kind of family man. And mm-hmm. um, I know that from that conversation, which the audience you'll learn uh, listening to this, is that, like, he is super pa- – the reason why he got into politics is because he's very passionate about helping his community, whatever community that is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's not originally from Round Rock, but Round Rock is where he's, you know, choosing to live or chosen to live. Yeah. And, you know, he just loves his community, and that's why he wants to give back and uh, leadership yeah. position yeah and and for for business people and, and real estate people that are interested in change and growth like i think we're like super lucky to have him mm-hmm. because he's all about kind of bringing things in and and being different and thinking outside of the box and he's brought in some huge businesses to round rock which really changed the entire city yeah like the entertainment and the jobs and the real estate value, so we're lucky to have him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I make a little joke at the beginning of this podcast, but Craig Morgan is also the name of a famous country singer. Don't get it confused; they're not the same person. <laughs> um, I'm sure that Craig Morgan, the country singer, is a great guy too. Uh, but this Craig Morgan, it was just an absolute pleasure to have him on our podcast. Um, so, without further ado, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor Craig Morgan. This podcast is provided by Texas Best Credit Repair, Matt. You have good credit, right? Yes. But you could have great credit. Yep. How would... <laughs> and that, why would people... People would say, I have good credit already. Why do I need to get better credit? I already have a 700 credit score. Why does it need to be higher? Well, it, your credit score is huge, and it, it depends on a lot of factors. But if you can get it up to 780 or 800 or 820, mm-hmm. then you're going to get better interest rates. Sure. When it comes to buying real estate. Right. hundred percent. On, and really anything. on anything. Yeah. Cars. Yeah. So it's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything, anything you finance. You to, right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's critical because the lower the rate, the more money you save. And especially if you're talking about a 30 year fixed interest rate, you're talking about saving Ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, you know, maybe more. Right. And you just have to like really focus on what's my credit score, why is it that way, and how can I get it better? Sure. And you team up with the people that know what they're doing and it can be really good for you. Right, yeah. And in this case, the people that know what they're doing are Sammy Knockin and his team at Texas Best Credit Repair, mm-hmm. which we're very blessed to have them as sponsors of the show. But like you said, you can save twenty, thirty thousand dollars potentially. Um, on you know a home purchase um, or an investment, and he has like a low monthly rate, and it's more credit coaching than anything of how you can learn to get your credit score up. Whether I mean, and if it is bad, and you're wanting to buy your first house to provide a home for your family, bingo, you know yeah. that's something that you need to do. And in a case like you, where you're an avid investor and you already have a good credit score, but you want to get it higher to save those thousands of dollars, bingo, you know, you're a perfect candidate as well. Yeah, and it, it absolutely pays for itself. And, you know, most people don't know anything about what their credit score is comprised of and mm-hmm. the three different agencies. And, you know, you might as well get an expert to come in and, and help you like you do with a lot of other things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
but this more so because a house for most people is the biggest purchase that they'll ever make. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you should get the best interest rate that you can. And if you have time to prepare three, four, six months, then you will have the ability to improve your credit score. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Um, so for our audience listening, guys, uh, go to TexasBestCreditRepair.com. You can have a free consultation and ask for Sammy. Tell him that you boys at Tree Homes, the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast, sends you over. Sam the man. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast. My name is Andrew Roberts. I'm here with my co-host. Matthew Teifke. That's right. And today, we're really excited. Round, uh, Matt and I are, are both Round Rock boys, so we grew up together. We went to Round Rock High School. We love our community, and we got a special guest on today. His name is Mr. Craig Morgan, and not the country music star, but the mayor of Round Rock. Craig, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today. Yeah. I, I, uh, I always get uh, mixed up with that with the country singer, and sometimes I wish maybe I was the country singer. <laughs> he makes a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, Craig, I, uh, what I want to do is I kind of want to dive into your story, kind of find out you know who you are. Um, your path and what, what led you to today. Obviously, like I said, you know, Matt and I are, are from Round Rock, and so we love, we, I mean, we went off to college and other towns and, you know, um, kind of grew our um, business, and now we're back in Round Rock. And so what we want to do is uh, find out about you and kind of what you're doing now and uh, a little bit about you. So I guess tell us where you're from originally. I'm originally from Odessa, Texas, so uh, about the time of Friday Night Lights book. I was, uh, I was down there in uh, – I graduated in 87. I went to the other high school, but I knew many of the uh, people in the Friday Night Lights books. Actually, really? a couple of them were my wedding. I'm uh, still in contact with them today. And so uh, uh, it's it's a great place. You know, it's 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 booming. Sure. It's a place that's really booming right now with the oil. And, you know, back in the 80s, it was booming. My dad was in the oil business. Okay. Mother taught for uh, 30 years. And so... Um, uh, dad still lives there and, and i still call it you know that's my home that's my original home that kind of put my roots of how i am today sure yeah i got you but y'all two are the prime example of what we want in round rock people oh, yeah. coming to you know going to school growing up leaving if they need to to go to college and then come back but now you can even stay in round rock and get your college education too, that's so. right yeah i took uh, a couple of my basic courses uh at acc here right. in town and then uh ventured down to texas state university which I know that's where you got your master's, right? That is correct. That's cool. I, I did it when uh, uh, it was not cool to have MBA programs on the weekend. Okay. And so uh, uh, Texas State took advantage of that, you know, having a night program. And I had a number of UT grads in there that uh, uh, really made the classes really beneficial. And, uh, you know, now everybody's got programs uh, for them. But it's needed. People need to work and still be able to maintain and get a master's. Sure. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So um, I guess let's backtrack to um, Odessa. So did you play sports growing up? I did play sports. I played uh, – that was in the days when you could play all three sports. Yeah. So I played basketball and baseball and football. Uh-huh. Uh, baseball was really my love. Uh-huh. Uh, well, quite frankly, basketball was until about the 10th grade when the coach came to me and said, look, you're never going to make it in the NBA. Uh-huh. Uh, you're too short, so why don't you just play baseball and football? <laughs> so, what position uh, in baseball? I played uh, – I pitched for a little while because I was left-handed. Oh, nice. Uh, but I never could learn how to throw a curveball, and mm. everybody can hit a fastball. Mm. And so then I ended up in the outfield. Got gotcha. Played yeah. outfield most of my life. That's yeah. me, man. I played baseball my whole life. Oh, yeah? Catcher. At, at Round Rock High? Yeah, I played Round yeah, Rock. Round Rock, Round Rock produces the some. Dragons, man. They, they we produce were, some baseball players. There. We were the first team. My junior year, I was on varsity, and we were the first team in 21 years to not make the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's something. That wouldn't Yeah. Because they make the playoffs now all the time. I know, man. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good program. We broke the streak. Yeah. Um, So going into college when you went to to Tech. uh, That is correct. Undergrad. um, Did you – was Tech your first choice? Um, How did you – and then also how did you choose a degree? Uh, You know, I – I don't know if it really – you know, when I graduated high school, I, it was one of those situations where I don't know what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I went through the junior college route first. I started in Odessa and went to a couple of uh, junior college uh, courses and then moved to Arlington. Uh, t- I was doing some powerlifting, believe it or not, and wow. uh, went up there to do some training and, uh, you know, just uh, you know, just didn't have a great feel with it. And so a lot of my friends went to uh, Lubbock. Uh, and so at a certain point, mom and dad said, hey, uh, you need to get your degree or you can just, 
work. It's yeah. up to you. And so I chose to go out to tech, enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, on my degree, I, I've always had an interest in government. And mm-hmm. so uh, I went the political science route, and uh, that's, that's how I ended up getting that degree. Oh, that's cool. So this whole time, so you said you had an interest in, in government. So um, was it kind of a, a goal from the beginning to get into some sort of a political position? You know, I don't know if it was at that time. I think it was more about just giving back to the community. You know, my dad and mom both were very involved in our community in different ways and different uh, groups. And so I just, I was raised to, you know, to give back to wherever you're going to live. And so I don't know if it was really that. I mean, I think at some point it started becoming an interest because I've always been interested in just the political world and uh, how politics work. Sure. Uh, And so... uh, I don't think it was set that way, but as I got older, it probably started leaning that way. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I kind of, well, similar to, to you, you know, graduating high school, didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, parents were very supportive in the fact that, like, they were uh, saying, you know, go ahead and, you know, do whatever you want to do. But, the, you know, the problem was that I didn't know. Uh, Matt, on the other hand, was one of my only friends that kind of, like, figured out what they wanted to do and stuck with it and mm-hmm. has still to this day, you know, loves real estate, is very passionate about it. Um, but it seems like you kind of discovered that once you kind of w- got off to, to Lubbock and, and got into tech, um, that that's kind of what you, you wanted to do and um, found that passion that you wanted to give back to your community. And I'm curious about um, kind of why, or did you ever think about going back to Odessa? Uh, so when I did get out of college, I did go back to Odessa. So I did go back home. Uh, got in the chamber business uh, and started working at the local chamber of commerce and I was the uh, sports events and tourism director and so my job entailed you know at the time we had Ratliff Stadium you know out in West Texas you have a 20,000 seat football stadium that fills up on a Friday night mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we knew that we were centrally located from like Amarillo Dallas, Fort Worth, El Paso, San Angelo, Abilene in a central location. So we did a lot of turnkey packages for teams that were playing playoff games. So Mm -hmm. uh, we'd host playoff football games, playoff basketball games. So the chamber would do all that for them where all they do is come in and play. We even filled out their UIL report Mm -hmm. uh, that you are required to fill and send off the money to the UIL and then the school split uh, uh, the rest of the gate proceeds. Uh, on that and so that's where I did go and start and then I uh, just had an opportunity to go to Austin uh, worked up in uh, for the Texas Department of Economic Development okay. uh, agency and I was the tourism development director for the state of Texas so I went around to communities mostly 50,000 or smaller mm-hmm. and you know um, we really worked with communities on how do you get visitors to come through your your, your communities and uh, once they um, once the agency got moved into the governor's office, they were going to shrink the size of it. I think I could have stayed in economic development. I loved economic development. It was a, it's a, it's a, it's a great field. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. It's very dynamic. Um, but my position, they they did away with, and so I'd always had this uh, desire to go to law school. And so, mm. uh, you know, after being in the workforce for about ten years, I decided to take that 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 step. Yeah. I wasn't married at the time. And so ended up going to law school at uh, in Tulsa, and so uh, ended up in Round Rock. Uh, my my uh, fiance, my wife now, uh, uh, we had she had a son, and uh, so we wanted to know a good place for our son to be at, and so uh, she chose Round Rock uh, for the schools and stuff, and it, we've called it home ever since 2005, and we absolutely love it, and it's been great. That's awesome. Very cool. And how did you meet your wife? Uh, actually, I met her when I was at the chamber, okay. and I left as she uh, actually uh, took a job there. Okay. And so that's, we we were. Uh, it was. It's ironic. We started dating just a little bit before I left, mm-hmm. and we dated the whole time I was up at in Austin at the state, and then when I went to law school, and so we never lived in the same town for the first. And so I figured if if she had stuck with me this long, yeah, that'll <laughs> not test even you. in the same community, right? Uh, that. Uh, uh, maybe that was meant, and so uh, uh, and she'd come up to Round Rock and actually ended up working at the uh, 
a Round Rock Chamber for a number of years as well. So gotcha. she's been very involved in the community as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I know your son, he's currently at UT, right? Well, he's actually he's actually into some uh, uh, web development and, and coding. Ooh. So he's, he's taking on the kind of the IT world. Sure. So. Yeah, gotcha. And uh, he grew up here in Round Rock, right? He did. And what high school did he go to? He went to Cedar Ridge. He was the first oh, graduating right. class. Okay, cool. So played soccer and... Uh, uh, you know, uh, he's he's loved it. You know, when we first moved him from Odessa, he was not uh, really happy about it. He was uh, fifth grade at the time, uh-huh. and uh, but I think he understands what uh, great education he got through the school system. Sure. We're, we're fortunate, Round Rock. You know, uh, a lot of the schools in Central Texas are really good, but uh, you know, Round Rock ISD, uh, you know, I'll put against anybody in the state. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's a great place. It, it really is. They, very they do safe it. city. That's right. They do a lot of – the schools do it right, and, and they're getting big. I mean, you know, that's right. over uh, over 50,000 students are going to our schools right now. Yeah. yeah I mean, when, when we were going to Round Rock High School, it was completely different than it is now. That's mm-hmm. right. It's changed a lot. All right. But good schools, it's safe, the real estate's great, it's playing off Austin. I remember uh, kind of on the real estate business side when we met a couple of years ago, you were telling me the story about Dell and how they were thinking about moving maybe out of Texas altogether, and there was a big process to get them to Round Rock. Well, yeah, well, I think I think that when they were looking, at, you know, the 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 story really how we got them, I think more so was, uh, you know, they were they tried to make a deal with Austin and it just it didn't work out, mm-hmm. uh, and so our leaders at that time. Uh, approached them and and had a meeting and and next thing you know they've signed a we just celebrated their 25th anniversary yeah. in round rock and so uh michael dell and dell technologies now is really the sole reason round rock is on the map the way it is i mean right. they have That's they have over fourteen thousand employees in uh the central texas region and most of them live in round rock right and so um you know our, you know, Austin's lost, but Round Rock's gained, but they're still in the Central Texas region. I know they play a big part all throughout Central Texas, uh, and they've just, they're a great asset. And, and people, that's just driv- driven, driven other suppliers and other companies. And, uh, you, know, it's, it, you know, a lot of times when you go out of the state, people, you know, they've, they've heard, more people now have heard of Round Rock. Right. Uh, but I think that, you know, if, if they hadn't, then you always can mention Dell and it automatically they know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Dell Computers, oh, yeah. I was going yeah. to ask you because I don't know enough about the tech scene back in the day, but do you think that Dell being here is a, a reason that Austin became a tech city or was that kind of? You know, I think, I, you know, I, Austin has such a cool vibe. You know, I've, I've been all over the state and, and, and I think that, you know, the thing that, Austin really has it's just it's just it's a cool vibe right it's a cool vibe city uh you know I've been in the the metroplex area there's a lot of cool places in the DFW area but you know a lot of times in uh major parts of it you know it's it's all suits and coats and ties and Fort Worth's a little bit more relaxed and uh you know you get into the Houston market and um you know but I I do think that Dell was probably Dell and a, a number of the high tech companies that are here right Clearly, you know, that's why it's become, you know, the silicon of the South or, right. you know, uh, uh, so it's, 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 a, it's a huge market. But I think people, you know, people in the IT world are just cool. Right. They yeah. have a cool factor about them. They're creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, and that's one thing that interests my son. I mean, he's just a very creative person. I have about as much creativity uh, in my pinky <laughs> than he has, you know, and, and I've met a lot of people and they're just uh, you know that creative mind right. uh, really fits when in the Austin market. Right. I love that about the vibe because I always talk about. It. I've gone to Seattle, you know, California, and I'm like, man, we can't compete. They got the mountains, the ocean, all this. But sure. but then you come back and you're like, man, there is a different feeling here. It's the vibe. It's like it's way cooler, in my opinion. It just feels different. Yeah. That that those cities don't have that right. for whatever reason. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. And so, like, kind of going off of that and how fast uh, Round Rock is growing, I know that, you know, so we both graduated in 09, and I would come back, you know, every year to see my mom, and every year something would be different. There'd be a new shopping center, a new high school. Um, and in a city like that and in an area like that that's growing so fast, is it kind of hard to keep up in a position that you're in? You know, that's our biggest challenge is the growth. And, you know, the one thing I've told people that, you know, because there are, there are people that would like us to remain a small 
quaint town. Yeah. And if we remain, if we try to remain a small quaint town without any planning, uh, then Austin and will re- just fly right over us uh, mm-hmm. because people are going to move to this region and there's no getting around it. And so, you know, the fortunate thing for the city, uh, I think, in, from prior leadership has just been really good planning. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the hard part is all that planning costs a lot of money. And it's not getting cheaper. Uh, it's getting, you know, uh, much more expensive to, to, to build roads, to build buildings, uh, to do construction of, of sorts. And so, you know, the thing that we have to do is continue to plan. Uh, every year we have a strategic plan uh, retreat, and we go over what our, you know, we have about five goals, mm-hmm. uh, overarching goals. And under those goals, we have all these policies that we try to reach. And so every year we update that, and that can they can be re-ranked one through five. Uh, I don't think they've ever really changed since I've been on there because, you know, we you know we do a biannual survey, so we get, we hear from our citizens what they want. And you know, the biggest the biggest challenge is our transportation. You know, we've heard that as long as I've been on the council, right. when we do the biannual survey, that's always the thing that gets graded the lowest. And so, you know, this year we uh, uh, we the council has voted to. Uh, issue uh, we've already issued about 30 million dollars to build some new expansion of roads mm-hmm. uh, we're continuing to work with the state to partner and get uh, uh, money mm-hmm. uh, that way that we don't have to rely on just the taxpayers uh, we've implemented you know for some of our development communities they're not happy that we've implemented uh, roadway impact fees mm-hmm. uh, just like our water and wastewater impact fees so it helps pay for the growth that comes but we're all in round right going to share the burden Right. And uh, I think that's the best way uh, to do it. And I think that's the way the council feels right now that we have. And um, so we will continue to plan. And, you know, the, the, the difficult thing that will be moving forward is that the states hit us with a revenue cap uh, of a 3.5% starting next year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, uh, we're not going to be hit by it hard uh, immediately. But, you know, next couple of years, we'll have to make some pretty tough decisions, mm-hmm. you know, to about tune of about $3 million. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. I'm really curious, and I just don't know enough about how this works, but Austin and Round Rock being somewhat completely different places, how does it work on a political level with, like, you know, cities trying to do different things? Do they somewhat work together? Or are they very independent? Yeah. You know, I think, I think you know, for me, what I try to do is I, every city needs to be led by – the leaders that were elected by their citizens. Mm-hmm. And I think in Central Texas, we're fortunate that, you know, every community has elected their their body, their, their, their governmental bodies. And what I've enjoyed the most is really the relationships. I have very good relationships with all the mayors that, you know, in, in Pflugerville, Hutto, uh, Cedar Park, Leander, Taylor, and I, have a, and I have a great relationship with the mayor of Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what they need to do in Austin is probably much different than what we need to do in Round Rock. Right. Uh, but when it gets regional, uh, I think, you know, I serve on CAMPO, which is the a policy board for uh, transportation funding that comes down from the feds through the state, down through the, the entities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have a lot. We have not, that's a 19-member board, and it's over six counties. And there are different political beliefs on that board, but I think we all try to work well together. Right. To, because if if I can't get people from Round Rock to Austin or vice versa Austin to Round Rock, if we can't if we are losing time moving goods and services and people, then our economic development dies. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have to work together. Now, saying that, what we may need in Round Rock is we may want roads, but Austin may want rail or may want uh, other types of transit. Um, you know, I just think that the connectivity aspect of it, we can't do things to prohibit or inhibit the potential for whatever, you know, the connection that ends up in Travis County that goes up into maybe Williamson County. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's ways those things can work there. And I think that the, the region works well together on that and really tries to work well uh, on that and together on it. You know, economic development's very competitive. But at the same time, a win in, in Austin or a win in Pflugerville or a win in Hutto or a win in Cedar Park is a win in Round Rock. Absolutely. That's um, how I look at it 100%. Right. I mean, people ask me about Austin. I'm like, well, it's, to me, it's, you know, Leander, Hutto, everything's doing well. That's right. About the same. That's right. And, and you want everybody to do well. Right. You know, I don't, I don't, 
I mean, yes, I'm as competitive as anybody out there, and I'm, I'm going to be the number one cheerleader for uh, Round Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I respect anybody that gets in these positions. It's not – you know, they're not paid. Right. Uh, you may get a little stopping. Uh, but, you know, I think most people that I've met up in, in, in through Central Texas, their, their heart's in the right place to do what's right for their communities. Right. And that, that makes it easy. When you're doing what's – trying to do what's right for your community – then uh, uh, I think that you become more successful. Right. And so I think we all have good relationships. We may not always agree either, and that's okay too. You know, the, the divisiveness that you see at the national level and even somewhat at the state level at times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that doesn't get you anywhere. Right. And look at the federal government right now and look at the state government. At some points and some levels, nothing gets done. What gets done is at the local level because we set and we we get to see our constituents at the HEB, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're at the state and national level, you know, you may see them, you may not. Right. You know, and so I have to answer to constituents, you know. And so right. and I think most people in the local level does, and it's, it's the closest form to, of government to the people, mm-hmm. you right. know. And so. Mm-hmm. So that, so knowing that, like, you know, the, you know, being the divided like you said, um, doesn't get you anywhere. Is that something that you had to learn through experience over the years, or is that something that is just like a part of who you are that kind of you were raised knowing that? Right. You know, I, I uh, you know, for me, um, I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, my parents raised me that we all, we all ought to be treated the way we want to be treated. Right. And I try to live by that. Um, I don't, uh, every, every person's issue with the city it's important to them. Mm-hmm. And as you may think it's as minors, you may think it is, it's important to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try to make myself as accessible as possible. I'll meet with people, I'll meet with groups, mm-hmm. and they may not always agree with me. But I think that you've got to be able to have the dialogue because there's some things I might can learn from them. Mm-hmm. I may not agree with them politically on anything, but there are some things that I might learn from them Mm -hmm. and i would argue for city issues we probably all agree on about 80 percent of the stuff that we do Mm -hmm. so why am i going to fight over the 20 percent lose trust amongst each other and then you got the other 80 percent that never gets done and who who suffers Mm -hmm. the people right and so uh it was just some that was just the way i was raised and i you know i don't take this position lightly uh, I think that's what um, has happened in our, our, our some of our elected bodies and elected officials. Is you know I told a group of uh, teenagers the other day that the to me some of the greatest failures of leadership is when it becomes hubris, mm-hmm. and hubris will cause you uh, to fail mm-hmm. because at some point you know it's not really you know when I became the mayor and more people want to talk to me and more people want to meet with me. I know it's because I'm the mayor. It's not because I'm Craig. Yeah. And and uh, but I took on that role, and and it's important to me to 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 listen yeah. uh, to everybody. And again, we may not always agree, and and I try to be upfront with them, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope they're upfront with me. And and again, even if we get to some kind of compromise or something that they feel like they've been heard, I think that goes a long way. Right. And Definitely. so. I just don't have any desire to be that person that tries to um, – I want to empower people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I know as well as anybody that I lost my first race and lost it pretty handily. Mm. But it taught me so much at that time in my success – you know, my succeeding races mm-hmm. that, you know, I, you know, I just don't take it for granted. And I know this isn't my seat. This is the people seat, yeah. and uh, I'll lead the way I believe that is the right way, mm-hmm. and then the citizens will always answer. I will always know in May, whenever I'm up for re-elections or elections, that they either agree with me or they don't, and I'm okay with those decisions. Sure. Yeah, I got you. Um, so kind of on the topic of, of leadership, because um, I know that you said you were originally passionate about giving back to your community. Um but there's ways to do that without being in a leadership position. So what kind of drew you to that? Did you – was there something in your childhood that you were always kind of in a leadership position? Are you an older brother? How, right. Did that, did that so I from? am the oldest of uh, two, okay. uh, of a s- sister and uh, 
that lives back home in Odessa. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, you know, playing football. Sure. Uh, you know, you learn a lot of things about teamwork. You learn a lot. Th- you you deal with different uh, backgrounds. What position uh, did you play? In I football? played. Uh, I was fullback and cornerback. All right. So, cool. Uh, tore my knee up uh, my uh, junior year, and yeah. it's it's still it's never been the same since. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah. Uh, uh, but you learn a lot of things through sports. Sure. Right? You learn a lot of skill sets through sports. Um, and I was involved in the student council. Um, you know, then when I went to uh, college, I, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't too involved with too much. I just uh, hung out with some of my buddies and, mm-hmm. you know, studied and uh, tried to get through uh, uh, college. And then, uh, then when I started my, you know, younger, in my younger professional career, mm-hmm. you know, I started seeing things and trying to figure out, okay, how are ways I can get involved? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I went off to law school, I was the, you know, the uh, student bar president uh, my last year of, of law school there. So that set me up to when I came back, okay, how do I give back to my community? And so Round Rock's chamber has a leadership uh, Round Rock program. Okay. And that's a year-long program, and you, it's one day a month. But you learn everything about the different things about Round Rock, nonprofit world, the public education world. Wow. The, you know, you have a state day, you have a city day, you have a county day, mm-hmm. uh, health, and ed- health education day. And so that's where I thought, okay, this is how I'm going to figure out how I want to get plugged in. Mm-hmm. And the city day just really drew to me. Uh, I'd been on the chamber board. Uh, I, I, I liked the partnership that the city and the chamber had. Uh, you know, one thing around here has been where we've been really fortunate is the is the government, the business community, the nonprofit world, and even our uh, our faith based sector all really work well together mm-hmm. to really say what is the best for Round Rock as a whole. Mm-hmm. And and I think when you set in those that mindset. You know, you, you really are trying to figure out, okay, as a whole, what's the best thing? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how, you know, a lot of times I make my decisions is what's for the greater good. Sure. And um, uh, so, you know, I got, after I got out of leadership Round Rock, I served on our Charter Review Commission. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that led me into the Planning and Zoning Commission. And then, you know, people reached out about me running for council. And yeah. I thought, okay, I'll try it. And as I s- stated, I got walloped. Uh, you know, ran against someone that had been there for about 25 years to my five years. Right. And, you know, we're good friends. And the ironic thing was he grew up in Odessa. Oh, wow. Who Uh, who was that? uh, Councilmember Moman. Okay. Okay. He grew up in Odessa, uh, went to Permian, but went to Tech. Yeah, went to Tech. (laughs) I went to Tech. So we had a lot. And, and, you know, and we sat down day one and said, look, this isn't going to be about you or me. Uh You. I'll run on my what I want to do for the city. You run on what you want to do for the city, and let the voters decide. Sure. And we had a very good and, and, and clean race. And I've been fortunate in races since then that they've been, you know, clean. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because, you know, as I tell people for city politics, you know, a lot of people want to know if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. Sure. And as I, uh, you know, anybody's primary voting record's public. Uh-huh. Now, you don't, they don't know how you vote, but they know what primaries you vote in. And, you know, but... The things that we deal with in city government are people issues. Mm-hmm. It's not a Republican or Democrat, because I promise you, you don't care if I'm a Republican or a Democrat, as long as the police are showing up when they need to, sure. the fire showing up when they need to, someone's fixing your highways, mm-hmm. someone's creating parks and a quality of life, and you're getting water uh, to your house. Right. And so those aren't Republican or Democrat issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that makes it hard on a, on a city council because they're supposed to be nonpartisan races. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's some politics that drips into it, unfortunately. Sure. And, uh, uh, but that's kind of the path I took to it. And then when our mayor prior to me decided he did not, uh, want to run, I had a decision to make cause I'd been on the council at that point for about six years and, mm-hmm. uh, thought, you know, look, I'm, I think I can t- take this next level, and I was blessed to to win the race. Yeah. And, and it's been a it's been an awesome opportunity. It's something that uh, is very humbling. Sure. And uh, I, I try to remain humble about it. And um, I mean, I just care about the city mm-hmm. and 
we have an awesome city and this whole region's awesome but right. uh you know each of us have to be our cheerleaders sure we're blessed yeah. Yeah. well you know I, what i've been proud about honestly is the things that are coming to round rock and and you know we're obviously in the real estate business but you get nutty brown cafe and kalahari i know that's kind of out towards hotto mm-hmm. and then perfect game like these are really cool things that we had we didn't have those growing up like not some really cool attractions and like that's exciting yeah, yes right sure. it's changing like quickly that that you know the cow you know the good thing too about those those you mentioned a couple of those is they all bring they all bring visitors which are put less pressure on our services so therefore we don't have to spend as much money on taxes. Okay. Uh, you know, so these are tourists that come in, mm-hmm. they stay the night, they spend money, and then they leave. It's the purest form of economic development, but it's the one that people forget about when, right. when you talk about tourism. So our sports capital brand, you know, we bring in people to the indoor sports complex. We bring in people to our multi-purpose fields at Old Settlers. People come to Dell Diamond to do uh, things people come to Kalahari, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, perfect game over in Huddle. We'll bring cool. people to the region, right. and you know, Round Rock will be ben- that's one of those that's probably one of those that the Round Rock will benefit because we have Absolutely. a lot of hotels. Yeah. And I used to think I got a couple questions, yeah. Uh, I used to think it was crazy that Round Rock said they were the sports capital of the world until <laughs> I went out to Old Settlers and I'm like, wow, they're playing cricket, volleyball, yeah. tennis, they're playing every sport out there, like. That this is amazing. Sure, and, yeah. and you know I think people sometimes don't realize is it's the sports capital uh, moniker is all about amateur sports. Right. And if you go back and look at it, is our youth mm-hmm. that come and play? Well, right. guess what? They bring mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, mm-hmm. cousins. These are the ones that are coming and following. Whereas maybe when you're high school, college. Not everybody's coming. Sure. Now, it, your fan base will come, but, you know, you're not bringing the number of people that will come and stay and spend that. And so the city's four leaders back in the day that did that were you know, simply amazing and simply right. a great thought mm-hmm. uh, on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing I'm excited about right now is a lot of the stuff we're doing in our downtown area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's something that this council's legacy will, you know, probably uh, – have a lot to do with because you know we're about to build a new library in downtown Ooh, um nice. yeah right behind the old library and uh and you know but we we got some opportunities from you know where city hall is all the way where the uh Maconico and baca center are to really make it right in that whole corridor area but you know nine years ago i could park in downtown pretty easily yeah uh it's getting harder and harder yeah i had to go to the yeah. third story right. of the garage today yeah to well everyone's playing pokemon go <laughs> well on, yeah i see spot. people on their phones all the time you I'm know like, please that? don't well I've, I've heard a little bit about it's it like, but it's like i, I used I to get on my app and do it yeah. but like that spot has got everything i know For whatever reason it's all right there. I'm, yeah. I, I went down there on a i went there i think i guess on a Saturday, uh-huh. and I mean, it was just packed with people. I thought, what is yeah. drawing everybody downtown? And then I've kind of put something together because they were all on their phones, right. and, yeah. you know. But uh, uh, but you know, it's it's it's, it's nice because we want our citizens to be able to stay uh, in Round Rock yeah. and spend money. I mean, they're going to go to Austin. We understand that. I mean, anybody is naive to not think that people aren't going to travel into Austin, mm-hmm. but uh, they need to have that opportunity to be able to stay in our community, go eat in our community. Uh, if they want to have a drink in our community, have a drink in our community. And, yeah. you know, I know there's some concerns in, uh, about, you know, is downtown turning to 6th Street? We don't have the market to be 6th Street. Right. And and it won't be 6th Street. I mean, we've capped the number of bars that you can have down there. And uh, But we, you know, again, it's one of those things. People are demanding entertainment. People mm-hmm. are demanding services. Uh, and these are the things that we have to think about. And, you know, as much as I think a lot of people would like to keep Round Rock small. It's just not going to be. You know, it's projected to be about a quarter of a million people by 2050. And I'd make an argument it's probably going to go up toward 300,000 mm-hmm. uh, because of, uh, uh, you know, we'll go vertical in some places. Not right. Austin vertical, but we'll go vertical in so, some places. So, yeah, when we were growing up, juniors, you know, rest sure. in peace, juniors. Right. That was the only yeah. place to go. But now you can go get craft beer. And what I'm thinking is, me personally, I know you're like this, I'm, I know you are, is like, Growth is good. Always be growing and changing. And for the people that want the city to stay, I understand it's cool to have that old feeling, but there's something great about always being able to grow and change and get better. That's right. right? So that's how I view it. And I, and I think, you know, the market just dictates it right now, right? I mean, right. And, 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 you know, you can try to hold it back and you can try not to do any planning. And when you try not to do any planning, then you've got another 15, 20,000 people on your, at your doorstep. And now you're, 
really overcrowded. Right. And, you know, we're doing some things that you'll see some roadways that are getting wide and you'll, you'll see some roadways that are getting extended. Uh, you know, we've, we've got a, 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 you know, partnership with Cap Metro now to run. You know, one of our big, one of our busiest bus routes right now is from downtown Round Rock to downtown Austin. Mm-hmm. And they get on the managed tow lane and then get down there for, you know, four or five bucks. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it's, it's grown you know, it's it's the fastest growing route, and we have to be able to offer all different types of, of services and be open to all different types of transit. Mm-hmm. So, for real estate related, um, you know, Airbnb, right? It's a mm-hmm. it's a big industry in Austin. It's really interesting because you have to have a license to do it, but there's thousands of people that do it without a license. What I understand is you don't need a license to do that in Round Rock. Is that Right. We don't, you know, we, we don't have any, uh, uh, regulations on that. I think Uh, that's great. And, and one of the reasons we don't is because we thought, we kind of thought the state was about to deal with it. Okay. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the Uber issue. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't, we weren't regulating Uber, uh, but you know, uh, and so we were, we were kind of waiting on that. And I think that, I think there has been some, uh, at least with some case law that's come down from the Supreme Court about short-term rentals that, you know, that a person has a right to their, their property. That's what I feel. And, I, I and, don't like that right. Austin limits what you can do with your property. Right. Like, I love that about Round Rock because right. I have properties at Airbnb, right. and they benefit from Kalahari, Dell, True. all those kind of things. Yeah, it's You know, the, the challenge for us in, with, the, with the, the potential form in Round Rock really is I think Austin has some really cool neighborhoods that, it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, a lot of people that have moved to Round Rock have moved into the neighborhoods because they like the, you know, the, the, the bigger homes and the mm-hmm. uh, more of the family, the HOA uh, stuff. And so I think as long as it's, it's done properly, right. I think that you most, you most, it works fine. Uh, but I think sometimes when you hear, you know, the, 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 the loud noise and people are trying to go to sleep. And I think that's when you kind of get the rub and the, uh, of that, but I, you know, we, We've gotten some complaints. It yeah. hasn't been a, a huge amount, yeah. uh, you know. But we don't, you know. I think for me, uh, our role as much as possible is for the government to stay out of your lives. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, and that's just my belief, and I think that's been the belief of a lot of prior council members. Right. Uh, but there are some things that, at a certain point, we do have to, unfortunately, Perfect. regulate. But them. like, I feel like what you said is, you know, the the things that are happening at Airbnb, the people that are coming to Austin to Airbnb, they're coming to party. But people aren't coming to Round Rock to party. They're coming for the kids playing baseball. Sure. You know, so it's a different type. It's a fa- I, we lease it out to families almost sure. all the time. Right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you 100%. Like, government, uh, you know, less government's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, 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 it's always that challenge and that balance, and you have to really try to uh, uh, figure that out the balance out right you right. don't you don't want to be making laws for a problem that really isn't a problem right uh you know and so you don't want to be too over regulated uh you know i'm a firm believer that you gotta kind of let the markets dictate you know the what happens mm-hmm. and uh but again at certain times there's things that happen that require the government to get involved and you know we try not to you know we try to stay in the purview of what a city is allowed to do mm-hmm. uh you know and so again our strategic goals really focus on quality of life, you know, our, our capital improvements, our infrastructure, our sports capital brand. Uh, so, you know, that's roads, that's police, that's fire, that's utilities. That's where our focus really uh, is, and that's where we've really been able to keep it. And I think that's what our citizens are demanding. Now, that can always change as more new people move in. Right. But right now, I think that's what our citizens uh, uh, are demanding. And, uh, you know, it's a... It's a, you know, we're getting a lot of top of the list of things, you know, and I know we're, we're potentially up for another one that's coming out maybe, and hopefully we'll get it. And I can't share it with it today, but it, it, I'm uh, excited. it's another one that may be, and we always fall in the, you know, one of the safest cities in America. And so yeah, that's a lot of good things happening. I have awesome. one last question. Sure. Um, let's say you, you had an idea, you were totally against Airbnb or something random. What's the process of like you making that happen? So, you know, what I, what I try to do is I try to get – I start my, my principle of a decision that if something comes before the council, I start with the premise of what's, what do I think 
is for the greater good of the, the city. But it could be your idea. It could be my council? idea. It could be someone else's. Okay. Uh, and then what I look at and I, what I try to do is I try to hear from both sides of it. Mm-hmm. And if, if the, the people that are opposed to it and the people that are for it. And then I try to look at all those facts, gather all those facts. And then I still say, is it for the greater good of Round Rock? And if it's not for the greater good of Round Rock, then I'm probably going to vote no for it. Cool. If it's for the greater good of Round Rock, I'm going to probably vote yes. And there has been things that, you know, that I may have not been really in favor of, but after I've listened to the opposition and and, and listened, I mean, you know, that's the thing we don't do anymore. We don't listen. Right. Then I'm like, okay, I see that. And you just study it, and you, then you just kind of sit back and say, okay, here's all this information. And that's kind of what you do as a lawyer. Here's all the facts of your case. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you proceed? Right. And, and so I don't, you know, some of my closest friends that I rely on whenever there's some tough times, you know, going on, uh, they're there for a reason because I don't want the yes people. Right. I want people to be safe. I've got an idea to tell me, you know, that's probably not the right direction. Right. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Now I still may make the decision. I'm still going to make the decision. Right. But I think you've got to be open to ideas, and that's the one thing I will never just shut down an idea and automatically say no. That's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. I will hear it, and then I will, then I may say that. Right. Mm-hmm. After I look at it a little more, but th- that's how I kind of do my decision I love making. It, man. That's great. Yeah. We're lucky so. to have you as a mayor. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. That's awesome. I don't know if everybody feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we could talk to you for hours. I mean, there's so many more questions that I have lined up in my head, but for the sake of time, we're going to wrap things up. So I kind of just have um, a couple more questions. Okay. Um, on a, I guess a, maybe it might be a greater scale or it might be, um, you know, still here in Round Rock. What's like the impact that you want to make? What's like the big goal that you want to accomplish? Um, and like I said, it can be, you know, with the Round Rock community sure. or it can be on a, a greater scale. You know, I think for me, I mean, you know, you, I get a couple of questions about what's the favorite part about being the mayor. Sure. You know what? What's the you know what? You know, to me, it's meeting the people. I uh, I absolutely love meeting people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because I can learn, I, you know, I, I I don't need to meet people like me. Uh-huh. I need to meet people that aren't like me. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the thing that I really like about this area. I mean, you know, we have over ninety five, ninety six languages that's spoken in the school district. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and yeah, yeah. and, that's and crazy. so we we're very diverse and and. It's good mm-hmm. to have diverse and diversity and different ideas mm-hmm. uh, about things. And so that's the thing I like the most about just sitting down. You know, sometimes campaigns the hardest it can be, mm-hmm. but it gives me the chance to really sit and meet citizens and hear their story and, and understand, you know, their concerns about our city. And, mm-hmm. and so that's what I really I really like the most. Sure. I think for the the impact off of that, I think I just want people to think that I was fair and that I always did the best I could and the right thing for the city. Uh, it, I don't do this for the money. Sure. Uh, 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 I don't have any desire to, you know, move on to another office. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, those that that's all future stuff if that ever happens. But right now, my focus is on this city mm-hmm. that's given back to me so much. And so I just... I don't know if there's a, an impact, you know. I think, sure. you know, as I think that's up to the people. Mm-hmm. They'll write the story when I walk away and say, you know, that mayor did nothing, or that mayor he was this, this, and this. And I think if it's this, this, and this, I want to just be that he was always fair. He listened uh, uh, and did what was right for our community. That's awesome. You know, and so. Yeah. What impact that'll be, I don't know. Sure. You know, I love, I love, you know, as I, I, the people that help me, mark, you know, do my schedule. Mm-hmm. We don't ever turn down going and visiting kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the impact that you may have on children, that's our future. And I'm, I'm telling you, in Round Rock, we have some very, very bright, <laughs> young kids. Mm-hmm. And, and our, our future is, is bright. And so any little impact I can have to go and speak to classes and, and talk to them because what I don't want our kids growing up thinking is right mm-hmm. is what you see at the national political level. It's mm-hmm. not right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not okay to be divisive. Sure. It's not 
no one's thinking. I mean, only losers in that battle mm-hmm. are us, the people. Yeah. Right. And and uh, you know, you never know what's going on in one's life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one thing that my mom and dad always told me. You never know what's going on in one's life. Yeah. And uh, you know, I always try to remember that and always try to live by it because I'm blessed. I've I've had a lot of fortunate things happen in my life. Uh, you know, I've had some struggles, uh, but. You know, you just don't know what that person you meet right. and come in contact, and you don't know what impact you'll have on them. Yeah, yeah, you know? I love That's it. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, last thing. Um, so you're, you know, in a leadership position. You're also very driven. So you worked hard as far as you know, schooling is concerned, and also you know, through your career in general, just to get to where you are. Um, so, what is like the one piece of advice that you would give to? Um, kids or young entrepreneurs or anybody um who wants to be driven sure uh you know it was, it was funny so i don't know if being baseball fans you know i watched tech this year right the college world series and so i don't know if people saw the game where tech played florida state mm-hmm. and that was mike martin longtime baseball coach that was his last game i uh, had lost and um the announcer from espn asked him what would be the one piece of advice you would give your successor and he said these three things be yourself know yourself accept yourself and i you know i thought about that and i think if you do those three things you'll be successful mm-hmm. that's 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 a something anybody can live by yeah uh and so i think that you've got to to you know and there's some things under each of those topics that i could go into a lot more detail that uh you know that has helped me uh, you know, but I'm not afraid to admit I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to laugh at myself uh, because if I can't laugh at myself, then, you know, mm-hmm. um, I try to be kind and respectful uh, to people. But I think you got to be passionate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you just have to have, have passion. You can walk into any employer and you can see someone's not happy in their job. Right. And look, all these jobs aren't, they're not always fun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but people can see that. And so if you have the passion, and the love for something, mm-hmm. then I think it drives you to do what you want to do. And, and I think that creates the success. But those three things mm-hmm. really are, are something that hit close to home. That's good, yeah. Simple and sweet. That's great, man. Yeah. Well, that's thanks awesome. so much. It's yeah. been great. Greg, yeah. we've really enjoyed having you on the show. Um, Appreciate really it. Really enjoyed getting to know you. Um, and like I said, we have so many more questions that maybe we'll have you come back Sure. Time. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll come back. Yeah. That'd I'll be, be awesome. glad to. Okay. Thank you. Um, to the listeners, we'll see you guys then.